Welcome back to the And Action Podcast. You know, I just real quick, when I'm wearing these headphones now, as we're doing our podcast now, I feel like a super uh, super person, because I can hear everything, everything, everything. Just yeah, the faint talkings of outside of the And Action studio, you know? Damn. Does, Very faint, but I can... Does the really pick I, up that much? That's pretty good. That's, that's really good. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a really good, good mic, yeah. yeah. Uh, welcome back. Um... More movie news reviews and the first ever in action awards a little later on, but first, a couple trailers to talk about. Um, let's just hit off with the big boy, which is the Fast Nine trailer launched or uh, came out Friday, Friday. Mm-hmm. almost four minutes long. A Very big ass trailer, trailer. Yeah. yeah, long trailer. I still feel like I don't know what it doesn't matter. I don't know what's going. The movie's on. The movie's probably going to be like close to three hours long anyway. So yeah, uh, where 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 do you want to start with the trailer? <laughs> I mean, oh, how about how many details they gave away? Yeah, they get. Gotta, I feel like they gave away the biggest twist. Uh, two of the biggest twists. Two of the biggest, two twists. Of the biggest yeah. twists. Well, first, um, so they're back again. We it's some sort. I guess it's a time jump. I don't know. Because their kid Cause is Brian's older. already older. Yeah, little Brian. Little Brian. They get to, they get the band back together again. Uh, Jordana Brewster's back. Jordana Brewster, um, and they're having to go up against John Cena. Oh boy, who is Dom's brother? Uh, Jacob, something like that. Very plain name compared <laughs> to Dom, um, and he's working with Charlize Theron, who's back in this one. A lot of uh, familiar faces. Helen Mirren came back as well. Uh, John Cena was the only new face. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Much. Yeah. Um, because the Tokyo Drift Boys are back. The Tokyo Drift Boys. It's the year Tokyo Drift. So uh, is, is the other guy going to be in it too? What other guy? You talking about the... Uh, Sean? Sean? I never saw Tokyo Drift, but the other white guy. Yeah. That was the That's main Sean. character. Of the yeah, he's in it. He's in the trailer. Oh, is he in the trailer? Yeah, he's the guy. Remember when they're like, is that a Fierro? With a rocket strapped to the back of it, and the Asian guy like was like, "Yeah, it's cool, isn't it?" And right in front of him is Sean peeking his little bitch ass uh, head out. I didn't, even know, I didn't and then notice that. Peeking back in. Dang. Yeah. All right. Well, the, this is definitely the year of Tokyo Drift. It's Tokyo Drift year. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. I just didn't notice him in the trailer. And speaking yeah. of the year of Tokyo Drift, there is a big thing at the end of this trailer, which I'm surprised they revealed it. Han is, is back. Our good buddy Han has returned somehow. The, the man who we all thought was dead. Yes. And yeah, we also thought Letty was dead, and she came back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But this was a. I don't. I don't know how they're gonna. I could kind of explain that, right? Yeah, I don't know. How Maybe his twin brother. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, time. God. Someone. I watched this thing. I not watched this thing. I saw this thing on Reddit, and they were like, time travel because it's like that Asian guy had the the vest like Marty McFly. There's the the car with fucking rockets on it. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they're throwing point. in time travel. Hey, no space though. I thought they get to space first. You thought they were gonna go to space before yeah, they true. go to time travel. But they did slingshot across the canyon. Across I did watch canyon. a car hook to a rope and then swing like it was Tarzan across a, like mm-hmm. some sort of. Ravine. And there's also a scene where they're going through a bridge, and the bridge is just falling apart, and the cars are like yeah. still going yeah. through it. 
So that was... <laughs> boy, oh boy. We don't come to those movies for the plot. No, so, uh, definitely not. Those we'll movies are guilty pleasures for sure. Yeah, so we'll see how this one ends up. It's out in May, end of May. <laughs> um, so we'll got Can't some, wait. we got some time for that. Um, that was the only big trailer. We did have the Super Bowl this past weekend, so, so we got a lot, lot of TV small, spots. Yeah, TV spots. The one I wanted to make note of was Disney Plus's, specifically for their Marvel shows. They actually they gave us a 30-second spot of their three upcoming shows, uh, surprisingly three of them. First one, they showed us a little bit of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, they showed us a little bit of WandaVision, and they showed a the very logo. brief Loki. Oh, well, and Loki, yeah, that's true. I forgot um, about that. But they did make news about Loki. They did, which we'll get to in yes. a little bit. Um, but I think the coolest thing is, uh, I really am looking forward to out of the three is WandaVision because that, that seems looks to very be interesting. The most interesting concept yeah. they're going to do, yeah, where they're kind of blending these different sitcom styles, and it's also going to have that and MCU I, like yeah. uh, format to it. And I wonder how they're going to bring Vision back, or if this is going to take place in between, or if this is I think all Wanda's. I feel like it's going to be. A, a mix of maybe he'll come back. I mean, they're yeah. this is leading into that Doctor Strange multiverse movie, oh, that's so true. That's true. that could be the connection that it's forming. Um, but let's you know, it's we're talking. Uh, go ahead, uh, that was supposed to come out next year, and they uh, December pushed, they pushed it, uh, they I guess moved it up, moved it up. That's what, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll we'll struggle, yeah. What's didn't think of the word? I'll just let's just add the news in since we're already talking about it. Uh, well, you were mentioning just now, uh, Owen Wilson. Is going to be cast is casted in Loki. Wow! As a main role. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! They didn't say what his role was. They've kind of been that show's still a little bit away, um, so I haven't really said too much about that. Um, it's still really cool that yeah we're getting a little Owen Wilson. That's, That's yeah that that'll be cool. That will be cool. Yeah, I dig it. Um, Me too. That yeah was what we said. Wandavision is December. Falcon is before Fal- right. Is in August. August. Yeah, they pushed that show up even more. I think it was supposed to come out in the fall, in but the they fall. moved it up. Since they moved, they probably moved both up mm-hmm. so that they could premiere this year. But Loki is still 2021. 2020. So we saw early 2021. Early 2021. what I read. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that started forming up its cast. We did see a brief thing of, looked like he was in like a prison garb. Yeah. And from what I reading, what I was reading, it's some uh, that logo on his chest is like a time authority. So they're like very much... Uh, holding him to his crimes of maybe time jumping, multiverse jumping. So um, that might be some of the plot set up. Well, and this is brief. probably the Loki that gets away in yeah. an Avengers Endgame, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but on the subject real quick, uh, Mandalorian will return in October. So That's Heck what I yes. read. Yeah. Hell yeah. In terms of just all these other returning shows. Are, so. they, all, are they already filming season two? They already are. And I think... That's cool. Yeah. I, I don't think they're done, but they're... We're not, I don't close. think we ever talked about that show when we all finished it did we the end no because you you hadn't finished it right yeah and then i finished it and then we just never came back i just never came back to it it was excellent it was fantastic of course um i keep staring at this (laughs) (laughs) but um very mesmerizing very excited um i hope to uh, very excited for those shows so for the wandavision definitely caught my eye more than i thought it would like you said because it looks like a very interesting concept yeah so um, any other TV spots, you guys? Uh, did you watch any of the TV spots for anything else that was interesting from the Super Bowl? I think um, I saw one of them. I can't recall what. Mr. Peanut is back. Oh, Baby Nut. Baby Nut. Totally capitalizing on the whole Baby Yoda of thing. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, I was a big fan of that Groundhog Day trailer. Not trailer, commercial. I like that, I did, I liked that I too. I like that one a lot. I saw the Black Widow one. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't see the Black Widow one. <laughs> 
That's the only one I saw. Um, and did they show anything new from that? They just show her talking more and like, I had a family before the Avengers, oh, okay. she just says. And then they just show more action scenes. We get it. it. Um, well, there's one other trailer I want to talk about before we get to the Brett's moment. <laughs> and there's, you remember, this is like a year or two ago, there was screenshots of Daniel Radcliffe in like a bathrobe and boxers with guns oh, taped yeah. to his hands. You guys remember this. seeing that? Yeah, I remember yes. that. So... The movie they filmed for that, the trailer came out for that recently. I forgot to bring this up when it came out. It was maybe a couple weeks ago now. Um, the movie's called Guns Akimbo. Oh, and, and I read about this. Yes. Go ahead. So the basis is it's some sort of online like 1v1 scenario where they put these two people out and they have to kill the other. Um, Dana Radcliffe gets kind of caught up into it. Um, and now he's, he, they fucking, they put guns to his hands and now he's just going to get thrown into the world and he's up against, uh, Samara Weaving, who you may know from Ready or Not. Um, no wands? And for this one, no wands, no, wands are not taped. But I thought it was interesting because it looks like from the trailer it's going to have a very unique visual style, kind of like Scott Pilgrim-esque with its, like, effects, um, and maybe some, like, John Wick-style action mixed in, um... And it looked kind of over the top fun, and I heard some early reviews saying it was like really good. So I think that comes out in March. Um, it might be like one of those limited releases, though. So um, well, we one I'm checking out. So. But Derek, is he doing porn? Remember that whole thing back in the day? No, just me. I don't what, know. What, 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 I what don't is know that? What you're about. Remember he was like posing next to like naked next to like a horse or something. No, like that he, was from a play. He did a play. Wasn't he, he naked though? He was naked. He was naked. Yes. Because then remember was, how everyone was like, in the play. Yeah, because everyone was like, oh, he's doing porn now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Um, and that's all the trailers. So now it's time. The boy who lived. <laughs> now it's time for Four. the box office reviews. Not reviews. The rankings. Rankings. <clears throat> At number one. Uh, Bad Boys for Life still. Third week in a row. Uh, third week in a row. $17 million this week. And at uh, number two, 1917. Uh, second week in a row at number two. Uh, Doolittle, number three again. So second weekend again. Uh, with the opening of Gretel and Hansel at number four. Uh, with $6 million. Crazy. Uh, and number five, Jumanji. Still holding on. Um, at $6 million. Almost $6 million even. And it's a shame the gentleman got knocked out of the top five. It did. It's very sad. It's very uh very slow week of the box office. Nothing yeah. big came out this last weekend of January. Um, it's really just gearing up for Birds of Prey this weekend. Yeah. So, and it's Sonic the following weekend. The other major release bombed and actually set a record. The rhythm for, section, right? The rhythm section for one of the uh, one of if not the worst opening in for a release in over three thousand theaters. I, uh, I did not so, hear good things about that movie. Or yeah, the, me neither. It wasn't that great from what I was hearing. Um, wow. Yeah. What yeah. a... Uh, oof. What a movie. What a big oof. Yeah, what I don't know. It didn't, it didn't seem interesting. I didn't... It didn't seem interesting enough um, for me, at least. It was what? Blake Lively. Uh, Jude Law. Jude Law. I think Sterling K. Brown as well. Yeah, um, he's in that too. But yeah, it didn't, didn't catch me, so... Yeah. Any other comments on the... It seems like it didn't catch anyone, Derek. No, not at all. 
Hot take. Knives Out got knocked out of the top ten since release. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's still it's still holding. Still doing good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A little bit from there. Gentleman beat out Star Wars at least, so (laughs) there is that. By two mil. By two mil. Ah, All right. All right. And that's the rankings of the box office by Brett. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. So I already hit some of the news since we were on the subject of it. So I'm just going to run through everything uh, else, and then we'll just kind of hit what we want to talk about here. So ready? Uh, So Christian Bale is likely to play the villain in Thor Love and Thunder. Um, They are filming a production with the original cast of Hamilton and showing it in theaters in 2021. Adam, Adam Sandler signs a new deal with Netflix. New movie deal. Uh, Lethal Weapon 5 is happening with Glover and Gibson returning. Uh, Nicolas Cage, the movie where he's playing himself, got a date, a little bit more plot details. Uh, Chris Pratt is going to be starring in a new TV show. Uh, and Lilo and Stitch live action film most likely going to be <laughs> coming to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> so I any, figured. What do you think you boys want to jump into Daniel, did you want to go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about? Yes. So yesterday the news broke so that Disney acquired yeah, <laughs> acquired the distribution rights for the uh, recorded version of Hamilton, which has already been recorded. It was recorded in July of 2016, right before all the original cast members left, uh, mainly right before Lin-Manuel Miranda left and um, Leslie Odom Jr. and I think Philippa Sue. Where the first three first, well, Jonathan Groff had already left, but he came back to film this. Um, but this has already been filmed. Um, and Lemon Miranda said after it was filmed that uh, it would potentially be released in movie theaters, but he wasn't sure. And then I want to say two years ago, an article came out that there was uh, multiple studios bidding for it, with Disney ultimately winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bought it for $75 million. Uh, which makes sense because they they've worked with him before, but it's gonna be released October fifteen of twenty twenty one. That's it. Right. With the original cast, Coolio. Broadway cast. So it's not gonna be a traditional adaptation. It's just a filmed stage production. So they most likely will probably do a film adaptation of this at some point, separate from this. Mm, potentially, so? but I don't think that's the plan for now. They just want to release this. We can only dream, Derek. <laughs> well, that'd be my way to see the. The original, so yeah, seems so far out for twenty twenty one. Lynn did say that after it was filmed that if it would be released, it would be at least five years after it was filmed, which ah, makes sense. Okay, so all right, yeah. Um, Lynn, I, you hear that guy, Lynn? First, first name wow, basis, first name basis, Lynn. <laughs> first name basis, all right. Lynn. All right. Um, I just wanted to talk about this Nick Cage movie. Yes, we talked please. about it before. Yeah. Um, I want to get more into the plot details. So this movie's coming out in twenty twenty one. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I'm going to read you the plot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he's starting as himself. He's trying to land a role in a new Quentin Tarantino movie, but he's also trying to repair the relationship with his daughter. Um, apparently, he's going to also play an egotistical version of his 90s self. Um, they apparently will share scenes together. Uh, fake Cage agrees to appear, um, since he's low in cash, to uh, appear in a Mexican billionaire slash giant fan's birthday party but soon discovers that the man is a drug cartel kingpin who has kidnapped the daughter of a mexican presidential hopeful soon after in an attempt to save this kidnapped victim stop a drug lord and regain the affection of his own daughter and ex-wife fake cage and this drug lord write a script that begins to mirror reality 
The film was also said to include several references to past Nick Cage movies, and considering that the actor has become known for a whole slew of cult films, it seems that this one is a perfect homage to an insane career. Um, so that's basic. That's the basis of this movie. That sounds insane. I cannot wait for this yeah. movie. I want to just see. It sounds insane and amazing, honestly. <laughs> um, Jesus. I wanted to see. He has a new movie out right now. It's called Color Out of Space. I think I missed oh, yeah. the window of it in theaters. I think it's going to hit home release in a couple weeks, but. I heard good things about that as well, and heard he gives it's another. It's based on an H.P. Lovecraft thing. It is, yeah. So. It looked very visually pleasing, mm. and I heard he gives like one hell of a performance again. Um, see Mandy also once again. Just just watch that movie if you want to get prepped for this. Um, that's all I had on this one. Um, anyone else? Any of those other news headlines you boys want to hit up? Uh, I'm interested in the Christian Bale. Christian Bale, yes. as we mentioned before, I think on a previous episode that he was going to be joining uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, but now it seems like from inside sources he's going to be playing the main villain of the movie wow no uh confirmation of what villain that would be um but i did see a lot of memes of saying um either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain <laughs> so <laughs> classic um but that's exciting i think that'll be a fun role for him and right. especially with taika watiti still on it that should be awesome so pretty exciting yeah yeah very exciting Anything else, boys, sounded interesting to you? Um, I'm good. The Adam Sandler thing is kind of... Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, yeah. Knew, we knew that was going to happen. We knew it was coming. That was yeah. going to happen, yeah. After so. his uh, snub. All right. Yeah. yeah. I think, no, I think that's it. So what we're going to do, I think we're going to jump into reviews since we only have two and there probably won't be that long, and then no. we'll save the rest of the episode for the In Action Awards. So I watched a TV show. Daniel, you watched a, a film, a documentary. A documentary, right? yeah. Um, why don't you take the floor? Yeah. So I saw, <laughs> I saw Miss America. Mr. Romero to the stand, please. <laughs> I saw the Netflix documentary Miss Americana, um, which is about Taylor Swift, and well, obviously I'm a little biased. But Wait, you missed the most important part. Where did you watch it? No, where did you see it? At the Alamo Draft House. Not on Netflix, right? Not on Netflix. Okay. Did they do something special for it? No, I just wanted to see it in okay. theaters. <laughs> <laughs> well, did did you get? The, you said that they'd like to do. Pre-content that's specific to what you watch. Yes. So they do T-Swift they content? Did. Okay. It was all T-Swift content. Right. So it was like TV appearances, like commercials, gotcha. like just things like that, talking okay. about her. So that was kind of cool. Fuck, that sounds like um, hell. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rip. <laughs> but um, this documentary is pr- pretty much about her um, kind of moving away from the persona that she has worked all her career to be. Like, because mm-hmm. she, she said that she was raised to be like a good girl and all that and like kind of coming into herself and yeah. be like being more socially and politically active. So that's uh, pretty much what it is. Um, I-, I liked it a lot. I've read comments on Twitter about people that are not necessarily fans of her that kind of like respect her more after this. It reviewed well. It reviewed so. well. Um, it's short. It's like an hour and 20 minutes, mm-hmm. but I thought it was really good. All right. I'm not going to drag it on, but it's... If, if you're a fan, obviously watch it. If not, if you are curious, maybe watch it. But well, yeah. as I Brett mentioned, you guys mentioned at the top, it's on Netflix, so you don't have to yeah. go that far to watch it. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. That's um, it. Go on ahead, the Brett or Derek, sorry, why do I always do that? Sorry, I'm turning into my mom. Twins, Brett, <laughs> Derek. That's me. That's me. That, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, take the floor, Derek. Uh, Mr. Joy taking the stand. So, <laughs> to continue the Netflix train, uh, the series finale, this, uh, the back half of BoJack Horseman came out. Okay, Daniel, Sorry. because I guess something to say a little bit. Um, 
So they split up the last season into two parts, and it was a 16-episode season, so it was 8 and 8. Um, I think I talked about the first half a little bit, not too much. I'm going to talk about just a little bit more. Um, as I said, this show was a show that I didn't expect it to go the route it did, especially after that first season, because first season, it's definitely not the show it is now, as it was probably more in line to like maybe something like more crass, but now it's... It's really well developed, well written, and it's really dark subject matter that kind of goes into, um, especially going into the end of this season. It definitely set it up, um, ended the way it did. Very bittersweet, but it was hard to end it differently just based on what the characters' like actions were after most of the show. Um, I still highly recommend it, as I said, while it is dark, but it's also very funny. Uh, it's very quick wordplay a lot of times in the episodes, and the characters are very, like, you grow with the characters as they're growing throughout, and it really touches on a lot of subject matter that, especially for me when I was watching it, um, it was very, like, kind of emotional watching specific episodes, um, but especially in, like, I think the last two couple seasons, there's some, like, phenomenal, like, writing on the, the show, so I'd recommend it highly if you haven't, I mean, there's only, like, six seasons now, and they're only, like, 30-minute episodes, so you can get through it pretty quick and i know the first season is a little rough but like once you get past that like the back half of that season like you'll get some of the best written television that i've seen from like an animated show and it has a really like good cast too right it's like will arnett it's will arnett it's um it's allison brie it's um it's uh, uh what's his name uh aaron paul it's um oh, shit i didn't know he was in that uh paul paul f tompkins and i don't uh I don't th- Amy Sedaris as well. Oh, damn. And there's a lot of cameos from other, like, a lot of different celebrities. Like, you'll recognize a lot of voices. Because it's, like, it's like realistic Hollywood, but there's also the animal portion. So it kind of does, like, animal pun names. And there's actual real celebrities showing up. Huh. Um, it's, it's, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda voices a character on the show. He's in it. Um, as we just mentioned him. But I'd say check it out if you haven't. So it's definitely ending as it ended on a very strong, strong note. note. Yeah. yeah. Daniel, you, you had yeah, something. Sorry, it's because I just remembered that I also finished watching a show, the mm. series finale, which aired on Thursday last week, uh, and it was The Good Place. Ah, yes. The Good Place ended, and um, Jan, Brett's sister, and I love this show, and we talked about the ending because she saw it too. I also do, but I just haven't I watched know. the new season. I'm not going to spoil anything. Obviously. And I know you like it a lot. You're not worthy. I'm not worthy for the the name drop, apparently. We were just discussing it because she already saw it. But I know you haven't had a chance to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the ending was phenomenal. Yeah. The show ended the way it should have ended, when it should have ended. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, that Michael Schur, he knows how to end his shows. Mm -hmm. Even though The Office dragged a little bit in the later seasons, Mm -hmm. the ending was phenomenal. Yeah. Parks and Rec ending, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. This one as well yeah great ending great show we'll talk about it more when you finish it yeah so once that i unfortunately caught it at the wrong time because like hulu does have the new episodes but i caught it too late because it already took off the first couple so i'm like well i have to wait till this either hits netflix or they put the rest on hulu so um or i can log in online which i always forget i could do with the yeah nbc has all of them well maybe i'll get that next so yeah uh any other surprise it's like 13 episodes so are they all 13 isn't every season? Usually, I think the first one is the longest one, and it's fifteen. No, oh, okay. everything after that's like thirteen. All right, yeah. uh, Brett, do you have any su- shows that just came up while we were talking about those other ones? Uh, surprisingly, no. <laughs> 
Uh, what are you watching still? Where are you? I'm still watching The Outsider. The Outsider. Yeah. Okay. Did you watch past that first half? Uh, I did. I'm on actually episode three. How has it been going? Uh, it's been going pretty good. Yeah. Um, some people uh, don't make it as far as you think, and it's kind of a little crazy right now. Interesting. Uh, also, shouts out to Shay uh, for recommending it. Okay. Uh, it's pretty good. And that has a really good cast too. I don't know if we mentioned it. Yeah, it's before, but Jason Bateman, Ben Mendelsohn, Cynthia Erivo. Erivo. Um, yeah. Want to check it out? Yeah. So been hearing a lot of good things. And Jason Bateman directed a few episodes too. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's all of our reviews. And now, it's time. Drum roll. For the first ever. I can make a drum roll. You probably could. <laughs> yeah, you could. And action awards. So we all have our picks. Um, we'll probably we'll save the obvious bigger ones for last, uh, but we'll run through. Daniel came up with a new one today that we added in as well. So why don't we start with that one then? Yeah, we'll start let's off do with it. that one. So this one uh, is as he titled it, "Hype Killed It for Me." So basically, why don't you explain it, Daniel? This was your. Just, uh, it's a movie that maybe like was well received or very much hyped in various senses and then when we saw it maybe it didn't match the hype for so potentially it could be controversial yeah it could choices be. from us so mm-hmm. oh yeah mine doesn't fit that category then you want to take a moment to nah all right just leave, leave it as is so yeah i'll change it okay well me and Nana can go first and you can take a thing oh i already did it oh you did it okay. Yeah. okay so i'll start with my most likely controversial one uh marriage story so the reason being, while it is very good, it is a good movie, but I think the overwhelming response to it, from what I saw in reviews, did not match my experience after it. That one scene's phenomenal, but I felt like the rest of the movie kind of falls a little just kind of middle line, for me at least. Um, and it didn't really sit as much with me as I thought it would going in after, like after the movie. And you're basing this on like after like the... Uh, film festivals and all that, right? Yeah, after hearing all the yeah. like the praise for it, just yeah. like it's one of the best movies, I saw like, it was making a lot of people's lists, and like, oh wow, that's it must be like a phenomenal movie. And there's some of the writing was like a little iffy at times, and I just kind of felt underwhelmed by it. But I do recognize it was very good, and that one scene is probably the best part of that movie. Yeah. The, the the big fight. The fight. Yeah. Not Randy Newman. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Newman. <laughs> Way over. Brett. Oh, mine is uh, yesterday. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think that was a movie that was not what it seemed to be, at least what was advertised. Yeah, not that, at all. that movie, yeah, was advertised as something, and I guess it didn't even deliver on that front. Yeah. So. Nope, it did not. It was very. And you were hyped to great. see it. Right? I was very yeah, hyped to see it. I, was, yeah. I wanted to see it too. And I, yeah. I, I, I heard all the reviews review I needed. And some other reviews, and I was like, nope. That's all I needed to hear. It was it. very bad. Yeah. 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 I was just, yeah, very disappointed with that one this year. Did that second one come out? Not the second yesterday, but the other movie that Blinded we were... by the Light. Yes, that didn't one actually got good reviews. And got... But then it did come, but out? it didn't do very well. Nobody talked about it after it came oh, out. Okay. I feel like it kind of just fizzled out. Okay, all right. And my pick might be controversial, might be not, but it's Joker. Oh, um, whoa! Interesting. Well, I did enjoy the movie a lot, and uh, the second viewing was better for me than yeah. the first viewing. Uh, didn't know I we feel had like a communist my... in the room. <laughs> <laughs> my. Uh, Expectations for it, I feel, were too high coming mm-hmm. off of winning the top prize at Venice. Sure. Um, 
being praised by Brett, who was not looking forward to it, mm-hmm. and then being praised praised by one of my friends, who was like, "It's my favorite movie of the year." Yeah. So uh, I yeah. really like the movie, and I love his performance. Yeah. But overall, it. it kind of yeah. I feel that. I feel right, that. Yeah. That's that's, that's yeah. it. All right, let's keep going with as is we're just gonna go from we'll just go work up, and I might yeah we'll just work up. Dealer's Choice. So this was like this is a movie that you couldn't nominate anywhere else. So this was your chance to just give this movie, give a movie you wanted to give a spotlight. Weren't all of these kind of like that, or no? Yeah, but Some they, of they them, had specific yeah. like and connotations. The, or did we have to like actually pull from like best actor pool? No, 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 no. Okay, all right, we're good, we're good. This is, is like, this, is this the personal movie? That this is the like? personal movie, okay. basically. So, um, Brett, what was your movie choice for this one? Uh, mine was Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Yeah. yeah that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it's not nominated for shit. No, Which, it's real not. quick, yeah. they're releasing an extended cut this weekend. I did see it. 20 minutes longer. Oh! 20 minutes longer? It's not even like... You're you know, telling me he I, places more bets? You can tell me I'm going to be fucking tense for an extra 20 for minutes? For extra 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah! Because normally, I will say that normally extended cuts are only like five minutes long. Yeah. This is actually, that's essentially... Ah. This is like five scenes. This Damn. is like five all scenes. Right. All, right. All, right. all right. Yeah. All right. Just, I wanted to mention that to you guys. Uh, yeah, Uncut Gems, because it hasn't been nominated for shit. Mine is Us, because it also hasn't been nominated for anything, and I feel like it could have been nominated in score, screenwriting, and best actress. But that's my choice. All right, so my choice was Detective Pikachu. (laughs) I knew it. Just because I couldn't get this one fitted in there anywhere else. But it's it's great. Visual effects. Visual effects. Visual effects. I had something else over this, and I'll explain why. I, the visual effects of the movie are stunning, and it's just very visually pleasing. I do like the soundtrack a lot. I almost put this as my winner for soundtrack, because it was very memorable for me. Yeah. Um, but I just love this movie, so I just wanted to give it more love. Yeah, do it. All right. Oh. Biggest asshole in a movie this year. I want to go. I want to I wanna go just first. Go, go. <laughs> so mine is H. Clifford McBride from Ad Astra. Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Oh, That's yeah. pretty good. That's a good one. Fuck, man. And he's just telling him he doesn't care about him. He's leaving him behind and just having to watch Brad Pitt cry. Oh, That's one single tear roll down his face. That's a great acting from him. That was great. That's great acting from him. Fuck Tommy Lee Jones. And Fuck him. Fuck him. And Seriously. they're holding each other and he's like, just yeah, let go, just son. Let go, that son. pissed me off. I was pissed. Like, honestly, yeah. now that you're mentioning it, I'm oh, remembering just, it and it's pissing me off again. Oh, just wait. All right. I'm uh, coming in Daniel. with some heat. Well, me? Yeah. Okay. Mine might not be what you expected, but I, his character was very unlikable. And I'm going to go with Adam Sandler as Did, Howard. Yeah. From oh, wow. Uncut yeah. Gems. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, he's yeah. an asshole yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Because he is an asshole. He doesn't care about anyone but himself. He doesn't care yeah. about his family. And he's just yeah. reckless in his decisions. I can agree so, with that. I can agree. Um, <clears throat> mine is Jackson Dunn from the... He's the kid in Brightburn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. that kid. Fuck yeah. that kid. Fuck that kid. That kid was a piece of shit. He was a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah, he he could have been totally yeah. cool, but he was just a piece of shit. Totally forgot about that movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's a very good. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So moving on up, we got best horror movie. So I put us. I, for me, us was like I was tense watching this in the theater, mm-hmm. and I still remember that feeling. Uh, and there was just some great scenes in that, some great like horror and just like more modern like set horror, yeah. and just Jordan Peele is just fantastic. So I'm um, and just. Just making me just kind of feel like tense in a theater. That, was mo- like, that movie was so tense. Yeah. For me, I actually went a different way. You went a different way? I did, I yes, because you I really like uh, when horror movies uh, add a lot of comedy. 
uh, into oh. it. Um, so surprisingly, I went with Ready or Not. I almost put good. that too. Yeah, that's that's a, that's that was a really, really good choice. I thought it was really good. I thought, it's, you know, it's also going to fit under another category of mine. Oh. Um, yes, uh, in the future. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and mine was actually a really close call between us and my pick, which was Midsummer. Okay. That was. Because uh, yeah. that movie, uh, like, I remember my hands were sweating the entire time. Yeah. And it was just also very tense and also, like, very, like, underlying tension. And the buildup to it was fantastic, in my opinion. But, yeah. All right. Let's keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Best visual effects. This is... Can I go first? You can go first. This, this is going to shock you. Okay, go on. Alita. Let me shock you right now. That's also mine. Wow, I'm going to shock you both. You don't have that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. Why did you put it? That, that movie was visually stunning. And her, the way yeah. they make her look is incredible. That was basic, That's basically yeah. it. Because that, yeah. The fact that that could have been done really bad. It could have been really uncanny. Yeah. It didn't bother me at all. At all. Movie. At all. The, and it felt really natural with just how they did it the effects mm-hmm. and her performance really just kind of carried it and then that movie really just I wish that movie got more love than more it love, yeah because yeah, that movie was like it was like it had mixed reviews but like you saw it you really liked it I liked it, it a lot and then yeah. I saw it again with you and yeah. I actually really liked it a lot and the, like I said the visuals it could they could have looked cheesy yeah. like when the first still of the movie came out and they showed her mm-hmm. face yeah. people were like complaining but yeah. I you thought get it was, past it I thought it was great yeah it was great yeah. Brett? Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, I actually just went Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Obviously. For that's, obvious reasons. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's great. Got a great scene yeah. at the end. There's yeah. a, lot of, yeah. a lot of cool visuals. There's a lot of cool visuals. visuals. Yeah. Like, just the Thanos. Originally, I had Star Wars, and then I remembered how, how much how I hated feel. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Best underrated movie. Uh, I'm going to just shoot mine off real quick. At Astra. Not enough love for this movie. That movie this year. was, uh, and now that I'm like, the more I think about it, that movie was very, very underrated. Very underrated. It only got one Oscar nom for uh, sound, right? For sound, yeah. which I did, had a great sound in the movie. It did. Uh, but like, I think while he Rapid was fantastic and one fun time in Hollywood, this performance in Ad Astra him, yeah. is such is very subtle. Very, it's very just it's just fantastic. So that one scene with the tears, it still gets that. Me. That was worth it. And just the whole. Great visuals. It's just yeah. everything about it. I loved it. So, I put Waves as mine because that movie also kind of went by unnoticed, yeah. Uh, yeah. largely unnoticed, and I really enjoyed it. And it stuck with me. Like I kept thinking about it days after I saw it. Yeah. All right. Um, and as I said before, uh, Ready or Not. Yeah. Most underrated right. movie. Yeah. Um, that I, movie was a yeah. really pleasant surprise. It was. It was. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. We, we saw it together. We all enjoyed it equally. Yeah. The ending wasn't even bad. No. no. And it no. was completely cheese. It was yeah. so cheese. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was not bad. Yeah. Loved it. Loved every moment of it. That was a great movie. Yeah. So now we're at, uh, where are we? Best scene. Best scene. Best scene. This is an interesting one. I'm so this curious. one, this one was the hardest one. This was my last pick because I kept going between multiple scenes. Mm-hmm. But, should I go first since I'm talking over? Already going, so hit it. Uh, it's what's referred to as the heist scene from Parasite, which is the yeah. sequence when yeah. um, they're trying to kick out the maid mm-hmm. to put in the mom as as the maid, and they go through the whole process of like by getting the peach, like getting the fuss out of the yeah. peach, and just the whole thing. Just the sequence and, of events. And 
I did see a video and I sent it to you guys, yeah. like how well edited that whole sequence is, and just that scene just kept coming back to me. Close second, though, I will mention. Well, go ahead and. So for me, yeah. I could have probably picked any scene from this movie, but this one I think stood out for me because it kept giving me the same feeling every time I watched it. Was the the Spawn Ranch sequence in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Um, just the tense, uh, how tense I felt throughout it. The pacing, uh, Brad Pitt in that scene is really good, and then just Bruce Dern is so funny in that scene too. Yeah. <laughs> Dakota Fanning and that it's just yeah. everything at the end I almost picked the, the end sequence of that movie too because that was also my close second but I wanted to give more shout out to this was that your that was my close second so I could have yeah. I could have put either or on this but I really yeah. Spawn Ranch was something special for me so Brett well uh, there was only one movie this year that gave me like real goosebumps and uh, it was uh, the scene in Avengers Endgame when you hear is it hot? to your left on your left Falcon yeah, and he's, yeah Falcon and he's like on your left and you're like, actually, right now, talking about it, I'm getting chills. <laughs> I got chills. I'm getting I got chills. chills right I now. got chills. I'm not going to lie. Dude. And that was my third. And pick. then all portals open yeah, up so. and they all. Oh. Yeah. That was a, that's a great scene. Those were my three that I kept going between. Yeah, the Avengers Day yeah. came up and I thought about Parasite too. And there's, there's, there was a lot. This was, was like. There's a lot of memorable This is the scenes, only reason yeah. why I was going to do more because the best scene is already. That's even more like. That's why it took me a while to pick that, that yeah. category. But moving on. So, so well, uh, next one is. Best, uh, oh no, it was Breakout, Breakout Star. Star. I just, can I, I want to preface. Yes. Uh, I didn't really watch any movies this year. I feel like that had like a standout Breakout Star. Okay. So I went TV. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it works. Yeah, why not? So why don't we just, me and Dan will go because I'm pretty sure we have the same one, which is Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Yeah. <laughs> no surprise. Florence Pugh was in three different, completely different movies this yeah. year. She was great in all of them. Yep. She was uh, funny in yep. Fighting With My Family. She was very emotional and and kind of intense in midsummer and she was very like you know mm. and little women we've mentioned it before she was very different so yeah yeah i, I agreed also got a big old crush on her so that really factors I, in yeah. as well so <laughs> um but yeah she was fantastic in all movies especially fighting with my family i really like that movie she was a lot, great so. in that movie yeah. Brett. Oh, Derek. I think you have a crush on mine too. Oh yeah? Yeah. I think i know oh, what you're going to say. Do you uh, do you know a uh, Starlight from uh, the boys, yeah. Aaron Moriarty. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah that's who I too. chose. Yeah, she was she was really good in that. Yeah, she was really good in that. Ellie, her character was like, like fantastic. Her name sounds familiar. I'm looking her up. Okay. Okay. Why don't you, you, you do that? You talk about it a little more then. Um, Why'd you pick her specifically? I chose her. Uh, honestly, she kind of stood out. She kind of ran the whole show. Yeah. Um, and throughout the whole series, she kind of just uh, she wanted to be a superhero, but at some point, she was like damn, this kind of isn't worth it. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, she played it very well. Very excited for boys season two, by the way. Oh, of course. Which will be, I think, first half of this year. I think they've already finished Soon, right? It. Yeah. yeah. You know, running up for uh, Biggest Asshole could have been Hugh. It could have been Hugh. It could have been Hugh. That's uh, Jack Quaid. Yeah. Oh, Jack Quaid. Yeah. yeah. I could, yeah. 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 Could have yeah. been Hugh. Um, so, trucking along. <laughs> best superhero movie. So oh, best superhero movie. Oh, did you put did superhero? You? Yeah, <laughs> that was a little. Well, I'm sure you can think of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why don't you share both? Don't we all have the same one? Probably. No, actually, I don't think we do because no? I went okay. a different route. Okay. So I went Spider-Man: Far From Home for me. Wow. Purely because of the Mysterio sequence. That sequence was also very close to being the best scene because that sequence is fantastic. Are you talking about the end sequence? 
that seems good. No, the earlier one when he's in the when he's like in that room in that room and it's like it's uh, all visual effects and he's like mysterious kind of like fucking his reality. He's in the school and he's like doing all this and that. It's when he like gets hit by the train right after everything That's happens. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. That yes, scene yes, that specifically. Seems great. Yeah. I will say, yeah. I, I, I Avengers would have been I, um, obviously oh. something, but Mine's I really wanted to yeah. kind of like talk yeah. about this one more because I did like this movie a lot. Like you know, I'm guessing. Brad oh yeah. I, I mean, Avengers. I put Avengers, yeah. but I, I when I read superhero. I put Iron Man. <laughs> he was the best superhero. Yeah, I mean, this I, year. I thought about it, but Avengers was just so fulfilling, yeah. so satisfying it that fit. I could not, not put it in. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, best comedy. <laughs> Easy one for me. Easy one for Easy me. Easy one for me. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's fu- well. It's gonna be. We're all gonna have different ones. Yeah, I yours. Is, I already know yours. Yeah, uh, I know you. Anything else? So I'm just gonna say mine, which is Jojo Rabbit. Oh, that's pretty good. I love that's Jojo great. Rabbit. It was that's, that's very great, funny. Great choice. Yeah. Um, I just we all we how we praise this movie. We praise so this much. movie so much. Uh, yeah. we're just big fans of it. Uh, big fans of Taika. So I can't wait for this to come out at home release. So I can just keep watching it. Yes. I've been wanting to watch it again. So yeah, me too. Um, okay, so best comedy I went with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's great. Yeah. Purely for the end scene. That end scene's oh, that fantastic. And the Bruce Lee scene, yeah. which is hilarious. Uh, yeah. yeah. And mine's book smart, to no one's yeah. surprise. To no yeah. one's surprise. Yeah. Not much to add. All right, so we're getting on to the... Uh, those are all our the categories we came up. Uh, now these are the Oscar categories we're going to start hitting into. So let's get into best cinematography. Oof. So, Daniel, what was your choice for best cinematography? Mine was 1917. Mine was also 1917. Because Roger Deakins. Yes. Yeah. Um, just, as we talked about, just like really well shot, beautifully put together, um, and just to make that all look as one sequence, it's just yeah. like a huge... That was like, great. Yeah. yeah. Brett, what was mm. yours? Well, I went with a different kind of thing. That's fine. Um, I went The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. That has yeah. great cinematography. That does have yeah. great cinematography. That's really yeah. great. I like that. It was... Kind of the, like a aspect ratio. full yeah. screen type thing. It was, yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. yeah. really liked it. I liked the black and white too. Mm-hmm. So now we're jumping to best animated movie. Oh, so, Brett, what was your best animated? Um, Derek, I think I only saw one animated movie so, this year. So it's Toy Story, Toy Story 4. Four. Yeah, I'm guessing mine's also Toy Story 4. So, mine was Klaus. Mine that was my best. I animated. figured you would choose that or Missing Link. Um, I was thinking about the animation styles really, and I really liked the animation in Klaus, the two D animation. I thought it was really beautiful. It's got a really good story, and I like the characters a lot. Um, <laughs> a little out of season now, but you could watch it on Netflix if you haven't. It's also, I think, it's actually is up against the Oscar. It is. So. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, Toy Story Four was still was very good as well. Yeah. So, um, best score. Mm. Best this, score. This actually took me a little longer to choose than I expected but i uh i've almost forgot about this one but i i got it back so yeah 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 uh brett why don't you hit it uh best score i went with uh joker yeah yeah that's great a, score. that was a great yeah, score it was really good it created the um very horrific and the uh, very scary tension filled um vibe that the joker was throwing out there yeah. a little thing i want to add about that score is that that scene when He's dancing in the bathroom. in the restroom. Yeah. Yes, yes. That part of the score is phenomenal, yeah. and I guess he danced before the score was written, and mm. then Hildur wrote she did the score too. The score too to, to Boy, the dance. Wow, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. 
that it's gonna win the Oscar. It's gonna. It's gonna. It, it's great. I'm. I'm not. I have no complaints about that so category. For yeah. me, I went with the score for Uncut Gems. I had a feeling you were gonna pick. That. Uh, I'm a big fan of Andy Synth, and I think this really tied together with the um, the movie itself. I think it really added to the, the tension and just like kind of building the scenes with it. Um, for me, it also was very memorable. That's the other thing is if I can remember the score outside of the movie. That says a lot, and this one was one of the ones I remember the most. So, big eighty synth guy, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and mine was Little Women. Yeah. Because uh, as soon as I saw the movie, I like added it to my music, and I've been listening to it, Jesus and it just Christ. stuck with me. And I really like it. It's very quirky, very, very good. Yeah. All right, so we're now on to the screenplay. So let's do best original screenplay. Uh, Daniel. I have Knives Out. Knives Out? For best original screenplay oh, because wow. I rewatched that movie about a month ago mm. and just the dialogue's fantastic in it and just... That went out over Parasite. Yes. Sorry. For a second. Is, Parasite's very well written, but yeah. I just, in terms of what stuck with me, yeah. I had to go with Knives Out. For me... I went uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hey, pal. Hey. I figured you guys would pick that. <laughs> I just love the dialogue of this one, and I really yeah. like the characters a lot yeah. in this one. I think, as I said, the relationship between Leo and Brad's characters is fantastic. Yeah, The quick uh, wit. The, yeah. Yes. Just the pacing. So. Yes. Um, yeah. All right. So best adapted, adapted screenplay. screenplay. Best adapted screenplay. Boy, I wonder if we're going to have the same one. I don't think we will this one. No? All right. Brett, why don't you go ahead and say it? Because I don't uh, know what it is. I got Joker again. Oh, no. This is not. I thought you were thinking Jojo Rabbit. Oh, no. I was doing Joker Hit again. up Joker. Uh, Joker. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Even though I was not really looking forward to this movie. Yeah. The way it surprised me and how it was adapted onto the screen was very um, mesmerizing. And I was very... Um, I would say I was kind of scared, but I wasn't really scared. But, like, you know, in the sense of, like... Fuck, like, this guy's about to fuck up people. Yeah. You yeah. felt uneasy. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, and that's why I chose that as yeah. my yeah. choice. Yeah. And, Daniel, why don't we say ours on three? Because <laughs> I have the same as you, probably. So, one, two, three. Little, Little women. women. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I actually thought you would pick Jojo Rabbit. I almost yeah. did, but then I really thought about it. It was like, with this movie, like, it, I cared a lot about the movie as I was watching it, especially at the end when I was talking about it. Um, and to make a story that's been kind of told already, it's an older book, um, and it kind of felt fresh and new. That's that's props to that. And the ending, that's the biggest thing for me too. Kind of changed the more controversial ending, and yeah. that made me like the movie more. And so yeah, for me that was like yeah. Greta Gerwig was it was fantastic. It was very well written. This this um, movie came into award season. Uh, everyone thought it was gonna win, but it's actually Jojo Rabbit's been winning adapted yeah. screenplay. Which I'm, I mean, I'm not I'm mad fine with that. I'm not mad about that. I am mad about it, yeah. I am mad. I did want Greta Gerwig to win her Oscar, yeah. but if it's not now, it's going to be at some point. Yeah, so. it's, it'll come. Yeah. But I'd be completely fine if Jonah Rabbit wins. Yeah. Right. Um, I will say in the original screenplay, Parasite was really close. I was going to say, I'm surprised it wasn't the winner. But Knives, but out, Knives out was also up in there, too, yeah. for me. But let's move on. Best Supporting Actress. I already know yours, probably. 
But it's not gonna be what you think. I think I know. I think I know them. Yeah. But I have mine, which is uh, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Hey, pal. Hey. That's a great choice. Actually, <laughs> that was a really close choice for yeah, me. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. She did really well. She was, she was fantastic. That scene it? when she does when she puts the ash. Oh, when she's playing the the, the her husband, the father. That that scene. That just, scene is great. That that whole scene alone would. Just her whole relationship yeah. with uh, Jojo, with Jojo, yeah. is just was just touching to watch, and I really, really liked her a lot in that She's movie. She's great. She's great. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, and I do think now that the more I think about it, I do think she was better in that than in Marriage Story. Because she was uh, good. She was hands good. down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But my pick was Laura Dern, but not for Marriage Story for Little Women. I agree with that. Yeah. Because she was like a little more subtle in yep. Little Women. There was one particular scene, and we talked about it. Mm. Off the air, yeah, that was yeah. just very emotional, yeah. and just that's her expression and her body language in that the t- one with scene. The scene where she's at the table, yes, with, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. scene just yeah. for me just really stuck out. So yeah, that's my um, thing. We're gonna run through this one real quick. <laughs> Best supporting actor. I'm pretty sure we all have. Do we all have the same one? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. I mean, come Brad on, Pitt. come on. Yeah. Is, he how would, can you not? How could you not pick him? Cliff Booth. It was fantastic. fantastic. And you know, like, I, I have said controversial things about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but his performance alone, I would watch the movie just for his performance his, alone. Him oh. at, the, at the end of that movie. And just the whole sequence when at the end. When he's just fucking high. And just, when, she's, when he goes with the finger. He's and wagging like, his finger. That, that, he's great in this movie. He's so he's, great. Love it. His, yeah. So, uh, best actress. I feel like this is going to be a different. I feel like this probably will be different. I think so. Yeah. Um, Daniel. I went with Shirsa Ronan for a little one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, I really like her performance in that movie. Not much else to add. Brett? Uh, I went Aquafina. Oh. I also hey, went Yeah. Great choice. Yes. Actually. Great yeah. Choice. yeah. I kind of, I'm still shocked that she didn't get a nomination. She should have. She, yeah. just for like the range she shows in this movie, just... The best acting I've seen from her, and I think she has the comedic sense, the emotional sense. She's has a, she's just it's a beautiful story. She plays this character really well. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Her performance is great. Yeah, she's all around. Yep. Yeah. Um. Best actor. Best actor. Get ready for another high five, bud. Because I think yeah, it's coming. I think, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you? What, you what? go ahead. You go, you ahead. go ahead. I know who you guys picked. Yeah. yeah. You guys know who I picked. Yeah. But I picked Joaquin Phoenix for Joker because yeah. I just which is a great choice. That's yes. solid choice. That yes. performance just really stuck with me. Yeah. Not much else. To mirror add. mirror scene, fantastic. That's a fantastic oh, yeah. scene. We know. Yes. But right here, pal, because Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler and I figured Jones. you guys would pick that. I was like, they're they're both gonna pick that one. Shunned from his nomination. He was truly That was honestly an insult. Something to watch yeah. in this movie. I've was, never seen Adam Sandler. Never. Never I mean, act like probably that. Probably never seen and him I'm like that. I'm never going to see it again. It's the saddest part. I've seen emotional Sandler, and that one, like, it got me. But, like, to see, like, scumbag Skit Sandler. Yeah. And Asshole not even Sandler, get, yeah. Not even Let's get fucking a, place his bed. A nomination. Oh, man. Fuck, man. Robbed. Robbed. He's robbed. Completely. He's, yeah. Completely. Yeah. He should have at least gotten nominated. But. He deserved a nomination. All right, we're getting to the big two here. Okay. So we got Best Director. Yep. Best Director. Um, I went Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. That was my pick, too. That was mine. Um, I think really tests to the overall quality of the movie, how he's able to just build everything together with just the... the, It's very meticulous directing. mm -hmm. He had a very clear vision, Mm -hmm. and it's definitely, like, beautifully executed in this movie. Yeah. So... Uh, I went with the... um, 
The favorite, I went Sam Mendes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, good that's a good choice. I yeah. really like the idea that it was all one motion. Yeah. Um, the scene where he, where George is jumping off the bridge and into the water. Yeah. That like whole thing of him like falling and like the camera going with him. Yeah. I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, obviously everything else. Yeah. He's him gonna win. Through the he's, field. he's most likely gonna win on Sunday. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's it's Same. before we go to the last one. It's kind of interesting where there's a lot of these categories where like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would be actually, it would be cool if that one won too. There was a lot of, I feel like it was a good year for movies. There's a lot of movies that we liked and we wouldn't be like, there's not like one like, God, if I, if this movie wins, I'm going to be pissed. At least as far as I know, none of us have that Uh, feeling. I don't know know if, yeah. So I mean, it's just a great year of movies. There's not really. Super great year. Yeah. Um, And the big one. The big one. Best picture. Best picture. I wonder if we all picked the same or if we're all. Nope, I bet we did not. Um, So I went. With my number one movie of 2019, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for myself, um, to me, this was a great movie all around. I loved every moment of it. I've seen it so many times. And really, it's more so to recognize him not getting the the Oscar for Pulp Fiction years prior because that movie really deserved it back in the day and it kind of got robbed. So hopefully he gets it just kind of like to make up for the body of work he's done. Um, But that's just me. Wow. So. Well, Derek, fucking put it right there because that's my Hell too. fucking yeah. <laughs> Number one movie of 2019 as well. Uh, like you said, fantastic overall movie. Uh, I loved everything about it. I only watch movies more than once in the theater for movies that I very much enjoy. And I watched this movie twice in theaters. Yes. And I do not regret a single one. Well, we know yours, Daniel, but hit it. Mine's Parasite. Yeah. To no one's surprise, yeah. um, just this movie. I remember the first time I saw it, how I felt. Like it just took a, a completely unexpected turn. Like movies nowadays are very hard, like to surprise. Like movies don't really surprise me nowadays, or yeah. surprise me very little. And this just surprised me in all the best possible ways. And the mm-hmm. way it's constructed, the way it's directed, the way it's edited, just everything about it. Yeah. And yeah, that's about it. I will say that. Um, Come Sunday, mm. I do think 1917 is going to end up winning. Yeah. But I feel like Parasite has really, has a shot. It does. Yeah. yeah. It's got a good chance. So. Yeah. That so was, we'll that was our in action awards. Oh, that was action awards. Pretty, actually really solid like lineup of mm-hmm. movies. So. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of good choices amongst us. But was there anything that you wish you could have got in there that you couldn't, is there any other like. I know I gave you like a category to do that, but was there anything that you wish could have maybe got a shout out in your movies? I think the only one I thought of was Last Black Man in San Francisco. I wish I, I, wish yeah. I could have got that in somewhere, but yeah. Um, I, I like I said before this, I had a secondary biggest asshole. Yeah. Um, I chose Jack Malik from um, Yesterday. Yeah. The main <laughs> character for stealing the Beatles shine. Yeah. Just an asshole all around. <laughs> Daniel, any, I know you said you had a lot of tough choices, too. Was there anything that, that no. got cut out that you couldn't put in? I mean, no, not really. Okay. Just, right. I, like, my, I feel like once you pointed it out, like, I feel like original screenplay was a kind of like a toss-up for me. Yeah. But I did want to give Knives Out a shout-out. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I had Best Comedy for Knives Out, but then I switched to Jojo Rabbit. But I also wish, Knives Out was also oh, I'm, so, like, I'm a break, breakout star, I almost... But Anna, Anna Anna yeah, she was yeah. fantastic in that. So, but 
She um, wasn't in as many movies as Florence. So. so with that, I mean, we have the Oscars Sunday, so we'll get mm-hmm. some reactions on that next week. But do you have any anyone have any Oscar hopes going into the weekend? Who's I mean, uh, whoever, I mean, whoever wins, whoever wins. Whoever wins, wins. I do. I would really like Parasite to win Best Picture just because it would be a huge leap yeah. for the Oscars because they would recognize that there's good cinema outside of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but at this point, Bong Joon-ho doesn't care. No. He said it. He said it in interviews. He did, he already won the Palme d'Or. Mm. This that's a one of the biggest movie awards he could get, and you know, unanimous votes. Yeah. Um, I feel like at this point, I read an article and they made a really good point where it's like Parasite doesn't need to win the Oscars, but the Academy needs Parasite to win at the Oscars to yeah. kind of prove itself. Yeah. So. But they're gonna go with the safe choice, I feel like. But also the pref- the system of voting, which is their, the preferential system, mm. is working to its advantage. Yeah. So, well, come Sunday, we'll we'll find yeah. out. We'll find um, out. Yeah. But that's pretty much it for this week's podcast. Um, in terms of what we're watching this weekend, uh, at least me and Daniel will be seeing Birds of Prey, and we'll have a review next podcast. I don't know if Brett will be checking it out quite yet. I probably will be. You probably will be. Was he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any TV's coming out, as far as I know. I think I that think might so. be the big movie we talk about next week. And then. if if I do finish Sex Education, we can talk about it. Brett had a yeah. thought on his head. In his... All right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it yeah, for this week's episode. Yeah. So, Brett, where can they listen? Um, Unless you have something can... to talk about real quick. No, just... That Narcos is coming out soon. But anyways, <laughs> they can listen to us uh, wherever you're listening to currently, uh, whether it's Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or Stitcher, or, you know, um, any other one. Um, whatever your preference is. Whatever your preference is, uh, we is, dig yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. And make sure when you do, you leave us a review. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Rate us, f- rate us five stars on just on that intro alone. Yes. <laughs> Made by me. Yes. Our good old pal Brett here. Yes. Yes. It's very difficult. Awesome intro. Jack very, of all trades. Very difficult to get those synths. <laughs> and then make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to us on <laughs> iTunes. And whatever that platform allows you to do, make sure you do that thing. And then, Daniel, where can they follow us to catch up on all the latest episodes? We're also on Twitter and Instagram at anactionpod. And you can follow us all individually. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at drockmountain, or you can follow me on Instagram at drockymountain. Uh, and you can follow me at uh, on Instagram and on Twitter at uh, Brett J. Burke. And I'm on Twitter at Denko89 and on Instagram at DenkoRomero89. Thanks for tuning Thanks in. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you. See Bye. you next week. See ya.